0: everyone, and welcome to The Cluttered Desk. I'm Jason Bings, the host of The Cluttered Desk. I'm a K 12 educator, administrator, and tech coach in Oklahoma. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Bings, and you can find the link to my blog in the notes and more information for the podcast there as well. The purpose of The Cluttered Desk is to help clear up some of the clutter related to education. because As we all know, education is a very complex and cluttered topic at times. The goal is to help clear away some of the clutter. With that said, Let's see what clutter we can clear from the desk today. Now that I have a few episodes under my belt, I wanted to add another component to the podcast at the beginning of each episode. I want to share and comment on a post from an educator that I found interesting. And so this week as I was reading through some social media posts, I came across this one by Jimmy Casas on Twitter. And it was hashtag thought for the day. On days when you are supervising students, try to avoid defining it as hallway duty, lunchroom duty, playground duty, or bus duty. Instead, begin to see all of these as relationship opportunities. Shift your thinking from duties to opportunities. Now, you may not know who Jimmy is. He's a former principal and teacher that I've followed for, f- for a few years now. And when I read the tweet, I immediately thought to myself that it was a great idea. How often do we have the wrong perspective about something? How often do we look at the negative aspects of it? When we change our mentality from that of being burdened with a task to having an opportunity to make a difference, how much better are we at that task? Now I personally thought it was a great tweet, but I read through some of the responses to his tweet and I was a little surprised. Although I shouldn't say surprised because I've run into it before. Um, This wasn't the first time that I'd come across something like this it seems that many people when they see a post like this are immediately offended and think that the person who's posting it is saying if they don't do this then they're bad teachers well that's not the case i don't think that was the intent at all but how many times and how often do we take on a task and all we can focus on are the negative aspects of it or we look at it in such a way that we can't see the good in it we can't see the positive in it and when we can't see the positive in it, we're not going to be effective in what we're doing. He wasn't saying, you're a bad teacher if you don't like doing duty, but maybe just change your, your focus on it and look at the good that you can do while you're there. That's really what he was getting at. And I really I struggle with why we do this to each other. Our goal should always be improving and doing what is best for our students. And if that's the case, when someone offers an idea, we shouldn't lash out at it. We shouldn't lash out at them for it. We should look at it as it was intended, not read anything extra into it. It was an idea for improving and growing, not a way to criticize each other. What has happened to us as educators that's that causes this bitterness towards our fellow educators. My hope is that when I come across posts of this nature that I take them as they were intended and not read anything into it or have a bitter reaction towards that person or towards that post. I know I've done that in the past and I hope to not be guilty of that again. So now that we've cleared that from the desk let's look at today's topic. So that season upon is upon us once again, you know that favorite time of year when the whole world turns to testing. That time of year when regular instruction is replaced with state or federal mandated testing. The time when we have to prove that we haven't been wasting the time of our students all year. We do all of this in the name of accountability. Now I could spend a great deal of time uh, just going back and forth and and looking at the various arguments for and against standardized testing, but why waste the time? So many others have done it already. It isn't really worth the effort to to continue that argument. So if you'd like to see some of the arguments for and against standardized testing, I found some interesting resources on Procon.org about standardized testing, and I'll have the link for it in the blog post that's associated with this. Now I can personally sum up my thoughts on the matter very briefly. I believe in accountability, but not in the way it's handled in most cases. I think we can do better. So here are some of the problems that I personally see with the current setup that many states are dealing with. Number one, there is little real-world relevance. Not only do the tests not have applicable life skills, that they're assessing, but many of them have some extremely contrived methods for attempting to make them relevant, with word problems that no human would ever need or desire to figure out. So that's problem one. Problem two is that the pressure is unrealistic. Why do so many hinge promotion to the next grade or ability to get a driver's license on the passage of a test? you already have to take tests to get a driver's license. Why add another one and additional paperwork for schools? Promotion and retention that's one that there's so much research that indicates that the impact of this is only short term. Students will often make great strides on test scores that first year. The next year it's it decreases a little bit but by the second and third year there's really no difference in where they are in their percentile ranking at that point. <clears throat> and then the third problem that I see is that the data gathered does little to help that individual student. By the time the results arrive, the students in a new grade with new standards and skills being assessed. Granted it may help the teacher provide better instruction for the next group, but where does that leave the student that took the initial test? So what's being done to fix the problems? I do see some positive changes occurring that don't completely fix the problems, but they do make them a little bit more tolerable. For example, in some states, mine included, adjustments are being made to the standards and aligning them in a way that the standards spiral. And What I mean is we, we teach a standard in one grade, and in the next grade, we teach the standard with greater depth and intensity. In this case, we can better use the data from the previous year. A student may have been unsuccessful on a standard, and so we know that we need to provide more background before diving into it again uh, for the next year. There's also a movement to make the test relevant beyond high school. So, in this case, instead of taking multiple state tests, the ACT or the SAT may be given. This way the tests serve a dual purpose. You can track growth by giving it in the fall and spring, and you can also provide students with college entrance scores. The trouble with this is that you don't get a direct correlation to your standards like you would with other assessments. But at that grade level you don't really have a lot of time for remediation, but in some cases they are able to take zero level coursework while still in high school so they don't have to waste a semester of college on them. Kind of a dual enrollment set up there. So if these can be set up to give that dual credit it would be even better for the student and so there are more positive on positives on that side of it that I can see. Another uh, area where I've seen some improvement is that the school report cards that are associated with with the test scores they're being revised and improved and in some states they're disappearing completely the school report cards were intended to be an easy way for a community to know how their school is doing but there are so many ways that the report cards don't give an accurate picture when a certain student when certain student populations are counted more than once on a report card and overweight some categories it can be unfair to schools that have large percentages of students in that category These populations are sometimes ethnic, sometimes socioeconomic, sometimes special needs groups. We want to see how each of those groups are performing, but should they be counted multiple times in the overall grade? That would be like counting the reading portion of the ACT two or three times to come up with your composite score. Great if you do well in reading, but if you're better in math or science, it's got a negative impact on you. Ultimately, I think we need to make improvements to how we hold ourselves accountable. Maybe we take a different approach altogether. At the secondary level, since we're looking at making our students college and career ready, is ACT the best option? What about the students that don't plan to go to college? How is this score relevant to them? Truthfully, it isn't. They would be better off being scored on certification results rather than the ACT scores. What do I mean by that? Well, if, if students are attending Career Tech, they've got certification exams related to the program that they're in. Why not use those to better judge the effectiveness of their high school years? It has much more meaning to them than any other test, and your results are probably going to be more accurate. Many students see the other tests as a waste of their time since they never plan to go to college and after the test is over it has no meaning to them at all. The other tests allow them to immediately go out and get a job without incurring any college loan debt and often earning more money than their counterparts that do attend college. But what about at the lower grade levels? Most of us would agree that performance-based assessments are a much more accurate picture of what a student can do instead of a multiple choice test. The problem is the time involved in administering these types of tests. They're typically much more involved processes, but they do give a truer picture of understanding. But how do you do that in every subject? These are some of the things that we need to keep having discussions about and conversations going forward. Um, And We also need to come back and, and look at this and always keep in mind, is this what's best for students? Because that should always be our primary goal yes, we want to improve, we want to find out how we can get better, but is subjecting them to these tests the way to do that? Well, that's what's been Cluttering My Desk. Hopefully this clears some of the clutter for you as well. Until next time, this is Jason, and thanks for listening to The Cluttered Desk. (laughs)